Hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about running Facebook and Instagram advertising campaigns. And Mark, who who are we talking to? A horse. Of course, of course, Mark, who did we talk to? We talked to, of course. A green horse. A green horse. That's it. So Green Horse uh, is a retail store that sell organic, sustainable and fair trade fashion, beauty and homewares. Well, that's what it says on the website. Exactly. I just (laughs) verbatim read from their website. Can't can't go wrong. uh, Yeah. Well, I read that when I got to the site. Here's the thing. I got to the site and I was looking at products and I thought, hmm, there's not much really that's that's sort of saying about what the sustainability of the product is and all of that sort of stuff. I went to the homepage and straight away on the homepage, it just sums up exactly what they do. So Mm -hmm. I was actually really glad to see that. Oh, well, some of the products on the homepage kind of reinforced that as well because the first thing I saw was Matt and Nat's vegan leather bags. And I thought, oh, vegan leather. How do they do that? Okay, so we've we've been talking to them and uh, then they're not really running paid ad campaigns. Oh, okay. They have a retail store. They have a physical shop in okay. North. Okay, some bricks and mortar stuff happening yeah. in an e-commerce. Because their e-commerce site, I mean, the website looks <laughs> looks gorgeous. Looks great. It's yeah. fantastic. It's a Shopify site as well. Uh, of course, that's why it's such it's best practice. I mean, I was looking at it. I was like, yep, they've got everything sorted on their on their online store. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like when you go to their website, which is greenhorse.com.au, they've got all of the you know new arrivals. Uh, sale items and featured items, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. staff picks, which is really cool. I like that one. I went, I went, I, I clicked see all and see who picked what. Yeah. Then they've got like an Instagram feed. Their Instagram is very good. I like it. Yeah. Distinct lack of uh, influences though. There's like the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the hashtagging and looking at the hashtags. I think they could. Be, we can talk about it in a bit, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay, so so we're going to be getting onto Instagram a little bit later in the mm. episode. And their Facebook page, you were saying. They're not really posting that much on there, uh, but I think that using paid advertising and stuff, you could leverage uh, a little bit of what's on there, but also leverage, like, po- like, give yourself a reason to post on Facebook. And it's really for this sort of thing, it's sponsored posts. Yes, of course. Um, I mean, look, uh, having a, an e-commerce uh, proposition, especially a homewares slash lifestyle slash fashion proposition facebook is perfect isn't it facebook yeah. and instagram that's mm. i mean they're the only two that they're really using by the looks of things yeah yep. um so they already know that i guess so yep. but they're not using uh facebook and uh instagram for advertising and i think that paid advertising for this type of thing will be of huge benefit i think it's going to be the best place that they can spend their marketing budget um yeah f- um i totally agree with you chris i mean facebook is a perfect uh, medium for this sort of thing i've seen a few uh e-commerce propositions in the u.s pick a few good products lost almost lost leaders perhaps you know high okay. value products that they can heavily discount and use them as hero products yeah. uh, in, a, in a sponsored post. Kind of like your draw card almost. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what I, I've been thinking about this, and I want to just propose a 
campaign and mm-hmm. it's sort of a campaign that they'd be able to run over and over and over again. That's it, like a campaign structure of sorts, right? Yeah. And you just swap out the products. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. So Green Horse is owned and operated by Jacinta and Will. Mm-hmm. And I had a chat to Will and I don't think they were really doing much in terms of the ad spend anywhere yep. online, digital yep. advertising. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because they haven't really sunk their teeth into what you can do with the advertising, like targeting options and remarketing and all of that sort of stuff. And I think that goes, you know, like, it's, it's sometimes good to pay someone else to just do that because you've yep. got a shop to run. Yeah. But I think if you understand the basics, then jumping into it, you can sort of build that knowledge and run it yourself mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had a look on their site and they're not using the Facebook Pixel. And what the Facebook Pixel is, is a little snippet of code that you stick on your website and it sends a little bit of information to Facebook saying that this person's visited your site and allows you to build a custom audience of people who have been on your website that you can target uh, through marketing afterwards. So if you've ever been on a website and then you've been on Facebook later or even Instagram because they're owned by one and the same (laughs) and they're actually, they're advertising, like setting up paid ads is all done through Facebook for both platforms. If you've ever been on a site and you end up on Facebook or Instagram afterwards and you start seeing oh, why they, how do they know, you know, that I've been looking at that, they're spying on me. Well, that's how they're spying well, on you, me. Well, you've been pixeled. You've, you've been you've pixelated. Been, you've been pixelated. <laughs> um, Google does exactly the same thing, by the way. So you put a Google Pixel on your website as yeah. well, and that's how you get retargeted. So it's kind of magic, if you want to call it that, but it really isn't. It's, no. Uh, no. It's pretty, it's pretty simple, really. Yeah, and it's pretty standard. Um, you know, some people complain about how creepy that is. And that, I think, is because some brands or some uh, uh, um, websites, they're too aggressive with that pixel. And they're also a little too good at being very specific with yeah. their targeting afterwards as well. E- exactly. You yeah. Know. And, 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 and I think sometimes maybe less is more in this case. You know, you, d- you don't want to beat people over the head, you know, with your pixel. I'm not sure if I'd agree with that, to be honest. Like, I think with with advertising one single product Mm -hmm. i think a lot of the times you're scrolling through facebook and you often just don't even see the ads anymore your brain just filters them out out. so it might take a few goes before Mm -hmm. you actually start noticing them you might have scrolled past it like three times without noticing it i think it depends on your on your brand voice as well yeah you know i mean if you if you're advertising a christmas event and it's two weeks to christmas yeah by all means you know Hit it, hit it up yeah. because, you know, there's no point doing it in the new year. But if your brand is a little more uh, laid back, you know, then and, and it's not an immediate side of product, maybe it's a lifestyle product, you want to extend the life of that pixel for as long as you can, maybe over three months. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, so you, and then you, you know, over 90 days, you know. Maybe. And the bigger the audience you can build, the less likely it's going to show up per person oh, um, yeah, depending well, on your ad budget and exactly, all of that sort exactly, of stuff. Exactly, so. exactly. I guess the I guess what I would propose uh, and suggest they try out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is number one, videos are great for Facebook, right? Yeah. Native videos uploaded to Facebook. Mm. You can actually build a custom audience through video watch time retention. So you can set a, a thing that says build a custom audience from people who've watched this video for 10 seconds or longer. Yep. That's a really good qualifier for people who are actually interested in what 
that video is and maybe yeah. what that product is. So well, I, yeah, I think I think for um for a shop like um Green Horse, you don't want to have too big an audience because you don't want to spread it too thin because you want to be more targeted and you want to have a more engaged audience, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So what I'd do is set up a video for a product, a very specific product that has a good story behind it, mm-hmm. a, a lot of good features, how like uh, there was a hand soap that I was looking at that had yep. moisturizer, all of this stuff, organic, natural ingredients. Uh, it's a good product. I think that if you put a video just about 30 seconds long, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen Now This on Facebook, they yeah. do a lot of these videos with a bit of text. Yep. Uh, integrate the text into the video that tells the story of yep. the, how awesome this product That's is. That's right. Square format video. Yep. Yep. It doesn't have to be of amazing production value. It could just be image like a slideshow of like slightly moving images with some text over the top just to catch people's eye and grab people's attention and also weed out the under 10 second views and build that audience. Yes. I would advertise that. I would boost that. Not boost, but I would use it as an ad. Sponsored post. Yeah. Yeah, of sorts. And run that to build your custom audience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was actually watching something the other day. A friend of mine did some videos about uploading natively to Facebook and he found that it gets better response from videos that don't have a link in the original post. If you're going to link back to the site, link it in the comments afterwards. And there's no harm in saying... There's a link to this in the mm, in the comments, in the comments section. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think one of the product other products that they can they can really push would be the vegan bags because that's a really good story right there. Oh, for sure, you know, definitely vegan leather bags. And in, um, from a retail perspective, you know, you pick one or two bags or one bag that you can afford, you know, to not make too big a margin on. Yeah. So you know? if you can price drop it a little yeah, bit, yeah, price drop it a little, make it a little bit more, uh, uh, um, you know, enticing. You tell the vegan story because it's a unique product. I yeah. think you, the more unique the product is to your audience. Oh, for sure. And know? vegans are very passionate. Yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, Nudie Jeans they found a huge lift in sales when they went to vegan leather patches. Okay, really? Nudie Jeans, yeah, ex- absolutely. Because it's a very targeted audience that don't really have a lot of options exactly either. exactly and then and with green horse and like nudie they're very similar in this sort of their brand voice okay it's about sustainability organic uh you know being organic and being uh you know being forward environmentally forward and a vegan a, a vegan person would be very aligned to that yeah you know so yeah the vegan leather bags perfect for the brand and when we were talking about this episode before we started recording you were saying it might even be worthwhile sourcing mm. products with that in mind absolutely like you know you look for products that have a good um that get a, can get you a good margin yeah you know and then you discount into your margin yeah right so that you can offer this sort of thing to um to your to your audience and it's it's not worth putting like small value mm. items on these sorts of campaigns yeah, because right. you need to be able to get that return on investment even after a little bit of a discount or whatever it is well yeah you made that point earlier and i totally agree because the bigger ticket the item the more the discount looks more uh, uh, impressive as well. Yeah, that's you know, true. Like half price on a $9 tube of lip balm. Yeah, you're you saving. Know, you're saving four bucks. Yeah. You know, half price on a $300 handbag, you're saving 150 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it looks a lot better. Mm. So one of the other things that we talked about when I was talking to Will was their email, their mailing list. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, they, they said that that's actually doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a few reasons why. Yeah. They're very smart about it. 
uh, one thing that they do is they have a double opt-in. Yeah. So when you've signed up to it, you you don't really get on the list till you've confirmed your email address. That means that they have a smaller list, but it's a engaged list because people want to be on that list. Yeah, it's a higher quality audience. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so that's smart as well because for their brand, again, we talked about this, right? Is they're they're almost a, a niche brand. You want high engagement, uh, smaller audience. Yeah. yeah. The the other thing is that they have a good value proposition for signing up to the email list on their website, which is ten percent off your first order. So you've got people who are signing up with the intention to buy already anyway. Exactly. It kind of shortened the journey to them being a, a buyer very quickly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and and they're very smart as well. They by using Mailchimp. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Mailchimp. Me too. Yeah, because the the workflow is just so easy to use and very um seamless. Organic, would you say? Yes, and another thing that they can do with Mailchimp is um because Mailchimp is so easy to have that sign up API onto an iPad, get a little iPad Mini, you know, put it behind the counter, and get people to sign up on the spot. Yeah, so if you've got, and I'm not sure, I don't know if they already do this. They ah, might already do that okay. or something yep. similar. When people purchase, uh, they get the email address or and Yeah, add and it you to get a thing. discount. So you get a discount voucher immediately as well. That could be a really good idea. Mm. Like I was saying, they might be already doing that. I didn't talk, talk to them about that. But to other people who have retail businesses out there, you the, should be doing that. It's almost, almost a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, I got I, I want to try and remember that we're not always just talking to Green Horse. Yeah. We're talking to other people who may have a retail store and are looking for ideas on ways that they can build their business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't got a Shopify store or an e-commerce proposition, I think that's your first protocol. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think this episode's going to be, you know, building this campaign out, really. Yeah. Um, so we've started off with you're running a video. The video doesn't have to be the most high quality, but it has to be informative and... Demonstrates the value of the product and yeah. the aspirational bits, yeah. Then we create a custom audience out of those people. Also, we get an audience from people who might have clicked the link in the comments and gone over to the site to check it out. Yep. But also at the same time, we've identified two products already, but if we could get a third, maybe a fourth, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do it for all four of these products yep. and also send out an email that highlights all of those four products. Exactly. That'll get those people um, on your mailing list over to the site. So you'll already get a bit more of your custom audience uh, through the tracking pixel exactly. that you've since installed on the website yep. then once you've built that custom audience up enough and you know it might it might cost a couple of hundred bucks or more depending on how big your footprint is yeah yep and advertise it over um at least facebook if you can over on instagram as well mm -hmm. if you've got really good photography and it looks and the product looks really nice and yeah definitely instagram yeah absolutely yeah. Once you've got those that site traffic, you've built up the audience, mm -hmm. then you follow up for, you could do it for a few weeks yep. with an image ad of that individual product and market to that customer yeah, audience retargeting that you've to built them. and yeah. retarget to Absolutely. those people. Another thing that you can do is you can create user-generated content with the products. Yeah. You know, encourage your customers to take photos of the bag in action that they've just bought, you know. And get other people to 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 get involved as well, and you reward them if they hashtag you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even go and go and be active on those posts as well. If if you get tagged or something like that, go absolutely. and comment on them and yeah. all of that sort of thing. Exactly. It's like, oh, it was so great to see you in the store. You know, I hope you enjoyed the bag. So there's been a little bit of a reason that I've been focusing a lot on the Facebook ads and not so much the Google ads. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear that? I was going to say why. Yeah, here we go. Here's why, my reason. Why is that, Chris? I don't think that Google ads, especially for this sort of retail market, are that worthwhile. I totally agree. I don't think that they're no. worth spending your budget on. I think spending a marketing budget on Facebook to do Facebook and Instagram ads, mm. that's where all of your social media marketing budget should be in terms of paid ads. Yeah, I totally agree. For Green Horse's proposition, local shop with a local footprint and an e-commerce offering, yeah, perfect. I think pretty much all B2C businesses, I really think that if if you've got end customers uh, that aren't B2B, you know. I, I qualify that. Um, some B2C um, propositions, definitely you can do Google ads for, especially if people are looking for a solution or a product. Yeah. You know, um, and, it's, and it's quite a specific thing. And if you identify that there's a demand in the market for that, then by all means. So Google's kind of like a, I call it pull marketing. Yeah. If someone's looking for you, then you need to be on Google. If no one's looking for you, no point being on Google because no one's searching for you for you. Well, for yeah, your exactly. Anyway. That's the the big difference. Mm. You're able to target people who aren't looking for you on Facebook based on their interests. Exactly. And that's why I think the majority of B2C consumable things mm-hmm. targeting on Facebook. Oh yeah. Look, um I, especially when you're a slightly unknown brand as well, a local brand or an unknown brand, perfect, right? Uh, if you're a global brand and you're really well known, that's a different story entirely. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, one of the things that I'd heard recently, uh, one of my favorite people to listen to on or watch on the YouTube's is uh, Gary V. And oh yeah, he just his channel is a wealth of information mm-hmm. just about every video he posts. Yeah, bit repetitive sometimes, but that's all right. Oh, a bit like our podcast then. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that he mentioned uh, recently was that Facebook and Instagram marketing is, you know, a really good place to spend it. And the case study that he used was uh, Wish, uh, the shopping app. Right. Yes. Which I believe is one of the number one contenders uh, to face off against Amazon, really, Mm. at the moment. Mm. That's how much they're Mm. growing. Multi, multi multi-billion dollar proposition. Yeah. And... It is owned by, or it was started by uh, a, a couple of guys that used to work for Google in their AdWords, uh, their actual uh, Google engineers yeah, working right. for AdWords. And okay, when it used to be called AdWords. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And just really, just really quickly, a bit of information about that, Mark. Why did they change it? Oh, well, it's no longer text ads that they were, you know, no longer word ads. That, um, that they want to push for. It's now visual ads and video ads and, you know. For like YouTube, yeah. uh, pre-roll ads, all of that sort exactly. of stuff. So they've finally evolved away from text ads because they just don't work anymore. Well, not, not a lot for B2C, no. 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 So the guys from Wish are actually spending, like I can't tell you exactly how much, but like 98, 99% of their whole marketing budget 
on Facebook and Instagram ads. I don't believe them. Which it is works. yeah. Mm. It's it's really becomes a numbers game. And yes. if you've got a bit of a budget to put into Facebook yep. and you're targeting your ads right and you're selling the right product and you're mm-hmm. taking them to a specific page where they can buy and convert, yep. then it can often become a numbers game. If oh, you can totally. target it to the right people, yep. You the more you put in, the more sales you get. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll just put it out there. I mean, fashion, just fashion globally, fashion is a three- trillion dollar industry you've been doing a lot of research on fashion industry lately haven't you in online shopping yep absolutely. you got any gold nuggets for us all right so the average shop fashion shopper um spends about i let's say a thousand dollars a year yeah that's at a minimum online online yeah. uh in total in, uh, total in total in total um but you know the numbers run from you know you've got people that spend 50 grand a year on fashion easy yeah you know um so conservatively thousand bucks a year the other thing is that um, with Green Horse, they do have some products. This is why I went for, and probably why you went for the vegan handbag. Mm-hmm. I went for the soap because you don't have to try it on. Exactly. It's something that you can just buy straight away. Absolutely. And this is why, like, these are the types of products that you could send people straight to the page. They'll just buy it because yep. it's a spur of the moment decision. Yep. I mean, uh, and, if you, and if you're talking about garments, a jacket it would be good. Yeah. Uh, compared to a pair of jeans. Yeah, okay, because you know, you'd really want to try jeans, jeans on a bit more than you need to try a jacket on. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I mean, jacket, you can have some gui- size guidelines by saying, oh, it's a tight cut, so go for a medium if you're a small or something. With jeans, it's a bit of a hit and miss until you actually put them on. I think that really sums up the the majority of the episode. Mm-hmm. Do you want to move over to the uh, Instagram? Because you had... Oh, yeah. Um, I think with Instagram... We're going back to talking about, you know, hashtagging, things like that. Um, getting influencers on board yeah, um, is is something that the under 30 crowd would really appreciate. I recently surveyed some shoppers into their fashion buying habits. And what was glaringly obvious, anyone under 30 listed a fashion influencer, or overwhelmingly um, listed a fashion influencer as someone that would influence them in terms of their fashion buying. Yeah. No one over 40 picked an, an influencer. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. So the over 40s aren't in the influence again? No. I wouldn't imagine that they would be, actually. No, completely. They miss, we missed the boat completely. Yeah. Right? Um, but under 30s, and and then if you're in the retail business, you're looking for your next wave of customers, these are going to be your next wave of customers. you could got to start catering for them. You need to start bringing in people who can influence them um, successfully. And I think with, uh, with Instagram and with... Some of the people that we've spoken to about uh, posting on social media, whether mm-hmm. it was Tor or Carol, the two thing, the thing that they sort of said, uh, which stands out the most, is the narrative. Yeah, exactly. Right? We had a look in a previous episode at uh, locality skate shop, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they had a mix of like skateboard videos, but also they had products. Yes, I think Green Horses. Instagram is very product focused. It is really well curated. You know, it's pretty, yeah. very pretty. Uh, some of it's not actually. There's there's some story there. Yeah, people doing yoga on the beach. Yeah. You know. When it comes to tagging influencers and stuff like that, then trying to figure out what influences you want to target mm-hmm. 
uh, what types of things would be relatable to them that aren't product? Because you don't want to just be like, oh, so-and-so, here's a product. Yep. You've got to try and talk the narrative around your product yep. and not actually identify your product. I think Tor mm. was saying parts of stories and stuff like that that aren't to do with... Oh, yeah, some of the most effective um, Instagram influencer-type posts... Mm-hmm are about using the product in in a in a narrative context. Yeah. So you're indirectly sort of talking about something that you're doing yes. rather than the product, product itself. So yeah, yeah a, re- a really good one is, you know, I'm at the races having such a great time. You yeah. know, and but you're wearing the product and you hashtag that. Yeah. So you want to you want to appeal uh, although I've got a feeling that the the vegans aren't going to be going to the races it just occurred to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. But that's it. Shh, don't tell them. Don't tell them that we told you to go to the races and wear a vegan handbag. Avocado races. <laughs> Avocado races. But but you get the idea like uh context is a reason to tag someone rather than the product exactly. I think is the Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always more fun to to show the product in action. It's always the case, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, and I think there there are some posts there that have no product, but if you can find a narrative that fits with your brand and gives you a reason to tag a popular uh, Instagrammer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then uh, I'd try and do that as yeah. well. All right, so I've got. I would like to wrap up talking about Instagrammers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So here's my bold prediction for influencers. Right now, influencers there's a big debate about you know whether they actually return any value to your brand and because it's really hard to measure ROI through an Instagram post. My bold prediction is that that needs to be solved soon. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about uh, influencers and I'd probably even consider jumping on YouTube, finding some Australian YouTubers who run a lifestyle sort of channel and talk about these types of um, organic and fair trade and all of that sort of thing, products and things like that. Yep, I totally oh, I totally get that. I mean, because their audience would be attuned to the same messages that you that Green Horse are putting out, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And if you targeted channels with 10, 20, 30,000 subscribers, they're going to have a really strong audience um, mm-hmm. base and you're going to be able to get away with just sending them a free product. We've talked about this before. Yep. You'll be able to get in touch with them. You'll be able to send them something. You don't have to go through ad networks and all of that sort of thing. Have a look at the rates that they're getting for their... Um, for their channels, how many views they get on their videos, they'd be more than happy to uh, to receive a product like this. Just really quickly, my brother-in-law has about, I think, 13,000 on his YouTube channel and he can turn around, you know, uh, a lot of traffic from his videos and he's got a very engaged audience. Like 13,000 subscribers might only get him two or three hundred views for that video, but it's very targeted to what he does. Exactly. I mean, the more niche you are, isn't it, the more engaged you want your audience to be. Yeah. So of that two, 250 views, say, on mm. a, that's a poor performing, I'm being pretty generous, that's a poor performing video. Yeah. I genuinely think that if, if they went and found a, a channel with, just as much of a niche audience and uh, that lifestyle sort of genre. Yeah, yeah. That they'd be able to get 
a lot of value just from sending one product to them. Mm, mm-hmm. And of course, you can then repurpose the content later on as well. Yeah. Maybe even use that as a sponsored post. You know, pay them a small fee or something. They can recut their little video to a third, you know. A to a 30 second, second one that you can post on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. That repurpose, that, that gets your video done for you then. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's so many ways to um, slice this avocado. nice on that note i think we should wrap up the episode mark what do you reckon i reckon all right well i'm just going to say thank you to jacinta and will uh, from green horse you can visit their website and buy a vegan handbag and join their mailing list for 10 percent off their first order at greenhorse.com.au and you can follow them on instagram at greenhorseaus and uh, on Facebook at Greenhorse AUS. So there we go. And if you want to support the podcast, a review on iTunes would be perfect. And even more perfect, which I, th- I still think the link's not out this year, but it's coming soon. There will be a link to vote for us in the Australian Podcast Awards on our website. It's probably not up still uh, and, at um, the time of this because I'm not sure what day voting starts. But uh, please keep an eye on our website. Keep listening to the podcast. We'll let you know when you're able to vote for us in the Australian Podcast Awards because that would mean the world to us. The world. The world. And if you want to submit your business for us to do um, some reviews and give you some great advice, head down to www.destroydigital.com.au. I thought I was going to be doing the dots and so it kind of threw me off. But yes, that would be amazing. We would love to hear from you. We're always looking for businesses that we can talk to and talk about and give some free advice to. Hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as we enjoy making these podcasts. And in the meantime, go destroy something today.